Anne-Marie, do you want to tell us a little bit about your backstory? What, uh, how you, very briefly, how you got to where you are now. You didn't start out as a storyteller, or did you? Yes and no. I've always loved stories, always loved writing, um, always been very creative um, in terms of, you know, sort of putting words together, I guess. Um, but no, that wasn't my career path. Um, so my career path originally was um, in insurance. Um, and then it's just kind of evolved over the years, something that I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted to write a book. It was just a personal goal rather than a business. Um, but I'd also always wanted to have a business. I just kind of had an idea that I, I would be quite good at running a business. Um, I didn't have anything to base that on other than the fact that I just thought I might be able to do it. Um, and so the, the kind of it all came together when I left my last corporate role, having done a lot of training, having figured out how to write my own books, you know, having figured out the process, having understood the market um, and being able to support others, um, just, you know, friends um, who kind of asked me to help them with what they were doing. Um, I realised that I'd actually absorbed quite a lot of information and I was able to use that to help other people. And then, as I say, I left my last corporate role and, and it just kind of seemed, felt like the right time to give it a go. You, to me, insurance is quite an administrative and it's a detailed and it's numbers, etc. whereas writing is very creative. Um, that's quite a leap. It's a leap of faith for anybody in corporate to go into being an entrepreneur. Um, how did you know there was a, how did, what made you feel there was a market out there? I didn't really know that there was a market out there um, per se for, for how I have set up the business. Obviously I knew that there were elements of um, writing books that, you know, were marketable. So the editing and all of those kind of things that people do, um, you know, you can, you can Google and find people to do those sorts of things. Um, I didn't really know that there was a market to do the whole thing, but it was it was really just about. For me, I've always loved people and I'm I like hearing people's stories. I like listening to people. I like understanding people. Um, and part of the work that I did in insurance was working um, as a risk management risk control surveyor. So I used to go out and see clients all of the time and advise them on things that they could do to help protect their business sort of physically um, that, you know, that would obviously help them going forward. So it, it was a leap, but it wasn't a leap because I think some of what I do is the same, um, you know, kind of the, the sort of same sort of skill set is used to evaluate what somebody needs or where they're at in their journey, as we've been talking about. And then, um, helping to find a solution or the most appropriate course of action and if I don't know which I'm more than happy to admit that I don't then finding out and working with other people and I kind of it it did just happen by accident because I had helped a couple of people realize that there was a gap, if you like, for somebody that could give you that piece of advice as to how you go from nothing to a book. Um, because I hadn't found anybody that did that when I was researching it myself and I'd had to put a load of people together in order to achieve my books. Um, so I just thought, well, let's test it out and see. So I went networking, 
told everybody I was amazing and um, I'm, still, I'm sort of still here. But I think one of the key things is the collaborative thing that we, we've been kind of speaking about. I'm very, very clear on where my strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and I've spoken to Ollie at length about how, you know, we can collaborate and I can bring um, some of what he does into my business and the same with Martin, um, you know, because I know that there are areas that I'm not going to give the client the best solution and nor should I. Mm. So it's about building the business around the client and bringing the right people together that will work kind of with the ethos that I have. I know you've always said there's a book in each one of us and it's just finding it and bringing it out. Um, and everybody has a story to tell. What are the circumstances so far uh, that you've had people approach you uh, and say, look, you know, I want your help? What, what, what are the different... I mean, do, what? do people want to be published authors or is this something a yes. bit more personal? No, so that there is a certain amount of, um, there is still a certain amount of kudos to saying you're a published author. Um, if you can say that you have a book on Amazon, um, and also if you have a book on Waterstones, people automatically go, oh gosh, because let's not forget, writing a book, whatever the book is, is a really hard process. It takes a lot of determination, it takes a lot of passion, it takes a lot of commitment to do that it's not something that you just kind of wake up one day and then and achieve the next so it is a big thing and I think um that that is still seen to be the case which is absolutely as it should be but the motivation varies hugely um it really does I mean I've got I've spoken about them before but I've got two older ladies one's 80 and one's 85 who um, the 85 year old, I've got the absolute privilege of having her life's work on the original paper, which the paper itself is 80 years old, to put into a book before she departs this earth, which she thinks is going to happen sooner rather than later. But she, she said to me, I, I can't believe that I'm actually going to see my work in a book. You know, that's something that it just never occurred to her could happen. Um, and, and that's a really powerful motivation for people. Um, then I get people that have a message, a medical message. Maybe they've got condition. Maybe they've, you know, they've overcome something. There's that sort of thing. I've got a lady who's going to be starting with me, I think, next month, who wants to publish a recipe book. Um, I forget where she's from. I think it's Caribbean somewhere. But she has got all her mother's recipes. And for her, it's about getting her mother's recipes out there so that she, she runs a, uh, owns a bakery or runs a bakery. And, and she can now give that sort of, you know, that back to other people and share her life and her heritage. So it varies massively. It really does. Coming back to the lady that's over 80, um, who's her story for? Who does she believe her story is for? She, you know, she's got 80-year-old paper and she can't believe she's got this, she'll publish this book. Who does she think it's for? She doesn't think it's for anyone. She thinks it's for her. It's interesting. She did, it. she did it for her or wants to do it for her. Now, she's got family, obviously she's got friends, she's got people that she will be incredibly proud to share this piece of work with 
Um, and up until I got involved, as far as I know, you know, there was bits in one drawer, bits in another drawer, bits in the loft, you know. So, so she's had to go through the process of collating everything to, to, to give it to me so that I can then turn it into this book. But her motivation was very, very similar to mine. My goal when I very first started my writing journey was just to do it. I just wanted to know that I could do it. I wanted to see my name on the cover of a book and go, wow, I did that. And I just wanted one person I didn't know to read it. And that was it. And that is a really powerful goal. It, it might sound like it isn't, but actually I would argue that's more powerful than someone that wants to make loads of money. I've noticed uh, on, I'm on a couple of groups on Facebook and one of them was, I was brought up in Manchester and I, I love looking at that because this whole, it just takes me back instantly. Somebody took an aerial picture of, of my old school and I could trace, and I've just shared it with my kids. I got off the bus here, it was a mile to walk. And I thought they're all sheep in the big field, but they're all kids, uh, you know, so it's that nostalgia. And I think that's, you suddenly realize you, about your life story that people remind you of. Do you find that happens a lot? I mean, in other words, I would think there's some excitement in you picking out something in a drawer and say, tell me about this. Yeah, and, and that really goes into different markets um, because there are, there are very different markets. Um, I would say there's probably four markets that people aim for with, with books very broadly. You've got the business book, you've got the general fiction book, you've got the children's book, and you've got the sort of the memoir, the biography type book. And that's obviously the website you shared with me is a company that specializes in doing um, those types of books with the older generation and getting their stories together. And for me to do that is an absolute honor. For me to have this lady's work that she spent 80 years writing, mm. it is, is massively humbling, but you have to, I don't know, for me, I have to evaluate where that takes me as a business and if that's where I want to go as a business. And I'm also doing um, a piece of work with a um, residential care home where I will be going in and I will be interviewing them. Um, I'm going in with a photographer from my BNI group, actually, and we're putting together something very similar to, to what you shared. Um, but if I am totally honest, that's not what I want my business focus to be. I'm more than happy to do that, but it's not, I don't want to niche or go in that direction. So I have to be quite careful, I think, about the types of people that I'm attracting as well. Um, and that's what Martin and I have been speaking about with the logo and, and all of the other bits and pieces. Well, I, I know from what I see on LinkedIn and, and our conversations that you are attracting a lot of the people you've set out to attract. Um, but I also know that you're, you're pivoting at least all or part of your business towards business owners. So what's their story? Where, where, where do you see your expertise fitting in to help a business? Why would they want a book? And what sort of books would they want? Again, it varies. Um, 
uh, with a creative, it, it's never easy to give a definitive answer to any of these questions, um, as I'm sure Marcus can attest to, but most businesses, in my experience, want to have a piece of work that reflects them. So it will obviously incorporate branding, it will incorporate marketing, exactly what we've spoken about, but it tends to be, you know, seven steps to, I don't know, whatever it might be, um, because that's what they've learned, that's what they've figured out, that's what works for them, and they want to share that. That book then becomes much more of a marketing tool than it does a book. So yes, you can say, I have a presence, I'm on Amazon, I'm on Waterstones, but that book is actually, I don't like this, but people are referring to a business book as a business card. I don't personally like that because I think that's a really poor comparison, but it becomes a vehicle for communicating your message that is different to all of the other vehicles that we've obviously spoken about. That's why I'm splitting the business in two, because they are two completely different journeys and two completely different audiences. And with businesses, you're working primarily with people that know what they want. They've already got an identity. They've got a brand. They know where their position is in the market. They know what they want that book to achieve. They know where they want to see it. You know, they just want to give you the content and see the finished product. So although there is creative input, there is a lot less creative input than when I work with people like the 85-year-old lady that I just referenced, because for her, she's just got this kind of collection of work um, that she doesn't really know what to do with. Uh, I, I'm already listening to you and I'm thinking from a business point of view, different brands that I know that have a story to tell. That's where it starts out in my mind. Uh, then, of course, how you then how they use that as marketing collateral, unless they just sell that book. I guess I think, yeah, there is definitely a story. And interestingly, um, after this, I'm going to a meeting. I'm working with um, a gentleman called Calvin Niles. I don't know whether anybody knows him or not, but he works on business brand storytelling. So he does the same as I do primarily, but with businesses um, without the book at the end of it. So he works on keynote speeches and, and that kind of thing. We're actually putting together a workshop, um, which we're delivering in May, I think it is, um, where we're combining the two elements. So he's pulling out the business, he's pulling out the messaging, and I'm pulling out the story, and we're putting the two together to create this kind of whole idea for the business going forward. So they can use what I do to look at their personal journey if they want to you know because everybody's got a personal journey every business started somewhere you know mm -hmm. whether it's your you know your nan's kitchen or whatever it, it, it all started somewhere so that's where I would come into that and then he's looking at it from you know the business message point of view that's and true. that's definitely something that we are looking to expand if it's successful, I don't see why it won't be successful. We're doing a two hour kind of test the water workshop um, with a view to that then becoming a course because there, there are two different areas of expertise there. Um, that's interesting. I'm already, I, I tell you what's running through my mind. I was thinking of Barber's cheeses. I like Barber's made in Ditchit. 
I, th I think that the oldest cheesemaker, currently the oldest cheesemaker in Somerset, I think they must have a great story to tell, but I'm thinking, and they do produce booklets about their different cheeses for their fairs, but I would have thought that that heritage of cheesemaking back to the 1700s or whatever, and actually we mentioned it already, I'm thinking of Parsons, that could be a marketing differentiator, it's an old established uh bakery and i know from going into the wells is a lovely picture on there of an old cart horse a horse and cart with parsons on the side dating back i think to 1920 odd so again that could be that could be an interesting development i don't think greg's have been going that far so um that's interesting it's yeah gone. but i think the difference i, I was going to say i think the difference with that though is that not everybody wants to know that story um some people no. just want to buy a sausage roll yeah. they don't want to know that it started off with you know great nan three times removed who found how to make you know flaky pastry so i think i think you do have to be with the business you do have to be more focused on actually is there an audience for that story there is arguably but you know if you think of a museum for example when you go to a museum, do you read every single exhibit? You probably don't. Not because the story isn't interesting, but because it's just, yeah, it's it's a, it's another hat or it's another coat or it's another. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I think that's what happens. So I do think you have to think to a certain extent is the, you know, what the value is going to be of delving into that story for your current customer base. I think that when I mentioned the part, I think you're right. I think there's A, the story and B, where you would use it. And that depends on your brand positioning and your values. And if the values of Parsons is traditional bakery through the generations, th there's nothing better to tell that story than a book or a booklet or whatever. That, and, and again, that, that, that's part of the, the, uh, the equation. Um, does anybody, any other questions for... Um, for Anne-Marie. Jason, I can see everybody. Jason, then Marcus. So as, as an example, Anne-Marie, I think it would be great to have um, Mr. Paul Clegg write his book and his story of how he actually came to develop Marketing Crew because the experiences that in his, in, you know, his, his whole career would be a fantastic story, which actually could be a very good uh, top of funnel type introduction to the value of marketing crew because you bring so much along the way and you created this because it was something that you couldn't go and get, which is obviously many people's business starts around the fact that they've created something to solve their own problem. So Anne-Marie, where would you start with Paul on that journey if he decided to find the time in his retirement to write that's a book? A, that's a good question, that. Anne-Marie. Where, where would I start? <laughs> um, I would start where I always start which is at the end of the process. And I always, always, always look at um, what the book is designed to do. And I think we spoke about this earlier on in, in the, you know, where we sort of said, okay, we, we need to understand where we're going so that we can figure out how to get there. So if, you know, the conversation I would have with Paul would be around, what do you want this book to do? 
you know, I think Ollie's just put a comment about it being a membership, um, you know, attraction or so. I, I couldn't see the whole comment, but, you know, is it something that you want members to be able to access? So therefore, do you just want an electronic version? Do you want a print version? You know, all of these conversations are conversations that we have. And then we figure out, bearing in mind where that's going to end up, how much information we need and what level of information we need. Because again, we have to make sure that the information resonates with our audience. So it's no good getting really technical and talking about growth curves and all sorts of things which go way above my head because it's not going to mean anything to me if I am your target audience. Mm. So that's where I would start and that's the conversation we could have. That's not to say you can't write a technical book. You, you can write a technical book. There's no problem with writing that. You just need to put it in the right place. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. I wouldn't want to write a technical book either, but uh, yeah. that's, that's good that you would want to come from where are we going with this? Because um, that was one of my questions. How does the process of working with you look like? So that was a good answer. Uh, uh, and I've got to be careful on time. Marcus, you had a point. Okay, thank you. Um, is that a new web website there you got, Anne-Marie? Sorry, say that again, Marcus? Is that a new website? It will be. It's not going to be a new website as such. It's, it's going to be rejigged and redesigned with some lovely branding by Mr. Kerslake. The one that's online now, if not the website. No, the one, that on, the one that's online now is the one that is going to be updated. Okay. Yeah. So it's, the concept will be, it's going to be more, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be more corporate, but it's not going to be too corporate because I need to retain the approachability, if that's the right word, and the kind of nurturing aspect, but it will be a bit more sort of, you know, this is where you go for business, this is where you go for individual, you know, whether we look at um, pulling out children's books as well as a different journey, and there will be areas for collaborators, so for example, if, if Ollie puts together what we've been talking about, you know, there'll be a link straight to what he can offer and then links to his pages and so on and so on, so that people can see that if I'm selling them as part of the package, I'm selling them what, what Ollie's going to offer, they can then go and check out who Ollie is and find out if he's somebody that they value. Um, so it, the whole thing should eventually become much more cohesive. That's the plan. If your audience is business, is there a niche within that audience? Is, it, uh, is there a certain type of business or a certain size of business that you want to attract? Um, no, although, I mean, realistically, with the company structure as it is, you know, we're talking SMEs purely because um, I don't have the capacity, um, you know, to kind of work with anything or any business bigger than that. But at the top of any business or in wherever level you are, there's always a person with a story. It's always a human being. And that doesn't matter whether they're running, you know, a 50 million pound business or a five pound business. It's exactly the same. So I guess the differentiation perhaps isn't as great as you would think. Um, you would have to consider if you're working with larger corporations and companies, you would have to really, really think about how you are representing them and their brand, obviously, and the whole marketing because they will have already built this reputation. So you're gonna to have to be careful how you work with that. 
Um, whereas, you know, SMEs can be a bit more of a blank canvas um, to a certain extent. But I always take the words from the client, not the other way around. So apart from editing and suggesting and, you know, continuity and that kind of thing, whatever goes into that book comes from the client. It doesn't come from me because it's not my place to put that in there. I would have thought that the ideal client from a business point of view was somebody that A, recognises the importance of their marketing and their branding within that marketing, either because they feel strongly up front uh, as they're launching or they need to they're now recognize the importance of a brand as we've been talking about and want to reposition. And second to that, they also recognize the value of their story being unique to that brand. That's, I would have thought was a good starting point. Uh, whether they choose to, to do that through a book is of course, eventually what will arrive, what, what will happen out of the conversation that you have. Any last minute question? Was that your hand up, Martin? No, it wasn't. Uh, I, I can only see you. In a he's, just, he's just resigning from working with me. <laughs> Anne-Marie, thank Love you it. very Love much. <laughs> thank you very much for that. We could really talk a lot further and we shouldn't negate the fact that when we can get together easily, you know, face to face, we should continue on this line. But I'll see what I can do with that in terms of an, a, a, a sort of a brief ed, edit separate to what we've been talking about today. Thank you.